0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very, very special edition and episode of the Business Success and Coffee Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Michael, and I didn't get your last name actually. How to pronounce it is it Michael Hale?
1: Yeah, Hale is fine, highly Hale. is fine, either one.
0: So, how did you pronounce it? Highly, highly, correct. Highly, perfect. Yeah. We got it there, listeners. Michael, highly. So, Michael is a family man, a consultant. And this is the most exciting thing about this episode, a coffee trader with a finance background in the housing profession. He provides leadership and business seminars to individuals and companies in the UK and in Ethiopia. He organises events to help promote speciality coffees. So in all the episodes, Michael, that we've had, we've had a couple of people that have talked about coffee roasts that have been... Done in memory of people that they've lost. They've perhaps had a cafe business, but you're the first one that we've had who has a real, real involvement in the coffee industry. So, welcome to today's podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation, Simon. Really excited.
0: And obviously, we're going to talk a bit, little bit about coffee to get us started, and and we'll certainly cover the event particularly it's coming up on the 17th of December. So listeners, if you want to know more about this amazing event that's going to be held in the Ethiopian uh, embassy on the 17th of December, 2022, just in case anybody's listening to this in 2023, um, then we're going to talk about that later. But your coffee focus is on Ethiopian coffee, isn't it? That's that's where your passion is. That's right, yes. Tell us a little bit about why that focus uh, and the backstory behind that and a little bit perhaps about the coffee that you drink as well.
1: Sure, sure. Thanks, Simon. Um, A couple of reasons for the focus. Uh, One is um, I'm originally from Ethiopia, so Mm. I've, I've, uh, like most Ethiopians, um, I grew up uh, with an immense exposure to Ethiopian coffee. Drinking coffee is uh, part of um, the Ethiopian culture. So not, not just in terms of enjoying the flavors of coffee, but it's, it's part of um, growing up in Ethiopia. Yeah. There's hardly any household where uh, black coffee isn't brewed. So right. I, I grew up, yeah. So I grew up not necessarily drinking it, uh, but smelling it certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know I had, um, you know, the right palates for coffee until I came to the UK. Um, and I stumbled upon the coffee business quite accidentally, um, um less than four years ago, actually, ah, all right. so okay. two, two friends of mine, um, came to me with an idea to start a, an international, a global commodity distribution business, focusing on coffee. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't interested in, in coffee at the time, yeah. but I went to, uh, an exhibition in London, called Cafe, the Cafe Culture, and um, everything turned. That was a turning point. I didn't know that there was a a whole new world out there that revolved <laughs> around coffee. You know, people were absolutely crazy about coffee, yeah. and I didn't know there was a chemistry behind it, uh, and and the long and intricate supply chain from farm to cup. It's such a complex industry. Um, and I and I and I drank so much coffee at the exhibition that i I was not able to sleep the next two nights <laughs> in <I'm laughs> fact <Yes. laughs> so, so um, the first one is you know being an Ethiopian and the second is once I started drinking specialty coffee um, i was I was pretty much uh, hooked on it yeah. uh, it was an acquired taste to start with, but then once I began to understand that it's not just about brewing but the type of beans that you use and how you roast it how you brew it and and the temperature and and the whole chemistry behind it does affect what's in your cup and then once i understood that uh now i can't drink anything else anything other than specialty coffee yeah
0: and that's that's a great insight so thank you for sharing that and i think listeners we all probably take our drinks for granted you know we go to our machine we go to our jar we go to our barista whatever we do and we we as as we found michael on this very few people are sort of experts in coffee when it comes to coffee but they understand what they like and some people like some very strange things other people don't but at the end of the day we 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 drink what we enjoy don't we why wouldn't we we're not forced thankfully certainly in this country and many countries that the listeners are listening from to drink something that we don't enjoy you know um, so that's that's really important but we we don't really I think appreciate all of the complexity as you called it that goes before that because it's it almost feels like a simple process you know you go to a, a place where it's grown you harvest it you grind it you roast it and it ends up in a machine or it ends up somewhere where it gets to our cup and i think we probably oversimplify that so i'd love to know a little bit more about that in in just a moment but before i do you've used the word speciality coffee several times just tell us what you mean by speciality coffee
1: that's um that's a very interesting question and it would be very difficult uh, to give a simple answer but i'll try okay um there's there's thousands of um coffee tree species in the world but only a handful have been commercialized um and there's two that that sell the most and two categories one come under the uh, coffee robusta category and then you have the coffee arabica coffee arabica has its origin in ethiopia some some will dispute, some think it's from Yemen. Uh yeah. but I, I'm I'm quite biased, so I, I, I take the side of e- e- Ethiopia. That's and, where and you th-
0: you're the first one on this, so Ethiopia it is. Listeners, that's <laughs> where it can, it's that's where the origin was. Ethiopia. That's it. Don't let anybody yeah. tell you any any difference. That's it.
1: <laughs> and that's that's certainly where they still grow in the wild. So yep. you don't you don't find coffee trees growing in the wild anywhere else that, that I've heard of, but certainly in Ethiopia. Uh, so you have coffee arabica, and then uh, the difference between the two is coffee arabica has half as much caffeine in each bean. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: the the taste is quite light, quite floral, and the trees themselves are quite vulnerable to disease and and fungi, etc. So very difficult to harvest compared mm-hmm. to robusta. Hence why uh, coffee beans from Arabica trees are quite expensive compared to their Robusta oh, okay. counterparts. Yep. But in terms of specialty, we, we, we define specialty as opposed to conventional or commercial, it's the way the trees are planted, taken care of and cultivated. And then finally, how the beans are picked. And so specialty beans would mean less defects yep. in the beans. Uh, Almost the perfect amount of moisture in the beans and density, etc. And there's a grading system. Once the beans are harvested, they're taken to a, a government-appointed center where each sack or each, con- each uh, beans in each container are graded, obviously using samples. Yeah. And so, in the supply chain, which which I uh, described earlier as complex, hmm. uh, one party. Uh, in, in the chain are called uh, Q graders or cuppers. And so they have the, the, the necessary qualifications to decide what grading a coffee comes under. Yeah. And so you have a sample beans, they weigh them, they check the density, the moisture, etc., and they decide, oh, this is a grade one or a grade two or a grade three. Grade yeah. one being the beans with the least defects. So sure. those are the ones that are termed specialty hens. They're more expensive, but not just the defect itself, but whether whether the beans have a smaller or a larger defect in them does affect the taste and the flavor and the aroma. Yeah. And so, if you the next time you visit your supermarket or your local independent coffee house, if a bag of coffee says single origin or specialty it means there's uh minimal defects in the yeah. beans when they're harvested which and then you would expect the beans to taste quite quite nice compared to your conventional beans wow
0: yeah well i know that that whole description i think has been quite enlightening to me and i'm sure it has been to the listeners so this is why we needed somebody on that can talk coffee you see this is it mm-hmm. so it sounds like there's The complexity but also a lot of business uh, aspects to that process from the grading and, and I know I said that you provide leadership and business seminars to individuals. It sounds like obviously you've got lessons from your finance background that you can share but I suspect there's a huge amount of lessons that you share from the processes and that whole complexity of of coffee as well. So tell us a little bit more about you and, and your business and what you've been working on recently.
1: Oh, sure, sure. Um, I, I set up Ethiopia Coffee in August of 2019 um, with the intent of importing Ethiopian coffee from Ethiopia for distribution in the UK. And being a novice in the coffee industry, I thought it would be a straightforward <laughs> uh, transactional thing you know yeah. and um, but then not long after that I found out it's a lot more complex and of course the restrictions the COVID restrictions
0: were just yeah. around the corners yeah interesting time in history to start an import business it yes, really, yes. It, <laughs>
1: it really was it really was and uh, um, and and uh, the coffee business had a, an e-commerce side to it as well which which was really you know we, we made you know quite a bit of money because yeah. we, we decided to import an award-winning roasted coffee from Ethiopia, as opposed to green beans only. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it sold okay, but the business didn't grow as quickly as I thought it would. Uh, and, and of course, it was a long learning curve. So yeah. at, at one point I decided to visit Ethiopia and to visit a couple of farms. Uh, and that opened my eyes. I thought, there's, I thought there's a lot more to this than just importing coffee because I needed to understand every step of the supply chain. And I couldn't do it by just reading books. So I had to go uh, interview a few people on the farms, you know, farm owners, exporters, agents, freight forwarders. And there is so much involved in it. Uh, so the first thing I did, I decided to do was I, I, I needed to learn the industry. Yeah. before I can uh, endeavour to, to make profits. Um, so I attended as many exhibitions as I could. But in terms of our place in the industry, we import green beans, but we also broker deals between exporters and buyers. So we have buyers in the Middle East, uh, Far East, Europe, uh, etc. But again, to be able... To do that on a professional level, I had to personally uh, be on the grounds, so to speak, to understand. Yeah. Because I, I thought I, I need to understand uh, the business itself, and I need to sound professional. And you can't really be passionate if you don't if you don't know the you know if you, if you don't have the right knowledge.
0: Correct.
1: So yes, you know we supply coffee. But we, as a business, we try to be as uh, close to being an expert on every step of the supply chain as yeah. we can.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I love the phrase you put, that, and I've just written it down in my notes, you know, learn before the profits, you know, learn your industry. And there are probably people listening to this that have started a business that they're very passionate about and they've got the knowledge about. Uh, but there are probably some listening to this as well that have started a business because it 's been seen as something that they can do because it 's trendy or it 's popular at the time and perhaps they 're wondering why the profits aren 't where they should be because they 're seeing other people do it and I think that 's a good lesson you know learn yeah. learn the industry if you 're going into an industry you don 't know much about, learn that industry if you want to increase the profits and get more profits definitely. So, yeah. so how, how did this process then lead to things like seminars and, and the exhibition and, and uh, the events?
1: Right. So my, the question that I had, and of course, certainly yourself, but also I would think most of your listeners would understand um, the term unique selling point. Mm. I wanted to know or find out where my place was in the sector because I understood that the market is quite crowded. There's so many players. Yeah. Uh, and, and even in some areas, it's, I would even say that uh, it's saturated. Um, and so I thought with so many, with so many independent coffee houses, uh, some of them with uh, much, much larger capital than mine, Mm. uh with so many options out there i thought well where 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 is my place and so it took me quite a while to identify gaps in the market obviously the the supply chain is is, is a global one yeah and um i identified a couple of gaps one of them the main one for me being uh a marketing gap for the exporters in Ethiopia, because I interviewed quite quite a lot of them. Um, and, and incidentally, I I did my MBA, my master's um, a couple of years ago, and my thesis, my paper was on coffee.
0: Obviously, great, well done, yep.
1: And to, to thank you and and to help me uh, with, with my paper, I I interviewed quite quite a number of exporters and also importers here and i identified this gap which which i'm, I'm turning it marketing they, they may see it differently yeah uh, but they have the goods they have the products and these are ethiopian coffees are you know they are renowned worldwide for their for mm. their flavor synthesis. but um it, it, they, they have the products but then how how is it that they're not selling them or yeah. they want to expand but they're not able to, and yeah. um, and I thought, well, there's certainly a gap. Now, the good thing about Ethiopian coffees is half of the coffee produced in the country. Now, mind you, Ethiopia is the fifth largest coffee producer in the world. Half of it is consumed locally, and wow. you don't find that anywhere else in the world. And so, if you're an exporter based in Ethiopia, and and of course you want to export your Your coffee for you know for foreign currency but if you can't do it for one reason or another you know you're not gonna you're not gonna have an issue with stock you will sell it
0: locally yeah 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 so
1: so they do sell it but there's a there's a market in the gap and i thought well perhaps this is where i come in and and that's when i started providing these seminars to help them with their digital marketing uh with their website maintenance With, with having effective communication, understanding business cultures, yeah. elsewhere, yeah. Uh, outside of Ethiopia. Uh, so, which is just, for me, just as exciting as the actual coffee business. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and that can, and we were talking before the recording started about, you know, public speaking and uh, being involved in, in your church and using that and, you know, the impact that you can have through that. And we'll talk about my coaching as an impact as well. That's such a great way where you're not just having an impact by purchasing and importing the coffee you're actually helping them be better at what they do and you know you're having an impact on them their families their suppliers their employees etc you know, That's that's such a, a giving thing which is going to benefit them through and through so yeah mm-hmm. so, so tell us a little bit well actually no don't tell us a little bit sorry listeners I'm going to rephrase this tell us a lot about the event on the 17th of December give us a good insight into that because listeners if you're able to you know i'd like you to to listen to this and support the event in any way that you can and obviously we'll find out more about how to connect with you uh, in a short while but tell us about the event and, and why it's so so special and important in December i think it's 17th of December isn't it
1: correct yes yeah. yes yes i would love to i'd love to simon um, it's an exhibition Uh, that will be conducted inside the Ethiopian Embassy premises near Knightsbridge in London. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, an exhibition that will showcase Ethiopian coffees. And it's the first of its kind Mm -hmm. in the UK because it's uh, an event um, that solely focuses on uh, Ethiopian coffees. Uh, the ambassador will will do a briefing at the start of the event, yeah. uh, Saturday morning, 17th. Yeah. There will be um, several exporters who will come in, all the way from Ethiopia for that purpose, uh, and I think a couple of uh, people from the exporters association in Ethiopia. And yeah. as well, uh, there will be um, several uh, importers, big players based in in the UK, who will yep. attend. Uh, There will be some uh, independent coffee house owners and and cafe owners who will showcase their products. The aim is to help promote Ethiopian coffee in the UK.
0: Uh,
1: Now, Ethiopian coffee is well known uh, among um, coffee businesses in the UK, but I don't feel that it's been adequately promoted uh, because many roasters use it in blends. So they blend Ethiopian coffee with Robusta. Because robusta is quite heavy, quite strong, quite bitter, and and that ten twenty percent Ethiopian coffee in the bag reduces the the kick, reduces the caffeine, so it's and um, and
0: makes it lower cost as well. If from what you gave us that insight at the beginning as well, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So a a bag of Ethiopian grade one coffee will probably, if it's specialty coffee, will probably cost you between thirty and forty pounds just one kg,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Whereas a blend might cost you 20, 20 pounds yeah, yeah. or less. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's one of my it's one of my dreams. This exhibition actually since 2019, really excited. Uh, feels a bit daunting, but I mm-hmm. have um, a couple of businesses who've agreed to sponsor. Uh, so so there you know the the event will include uh, coffee tasting. Uh, coffee cupping cupping is a it's an exercise conducted by coffee professionals which helps you it's it's a sensory technique where you decide you know what the cupping what the taste notes are for a particular coffee ah. uh, and so we, have we, to we, we,
0: we read those on the bag don't we but may, many of us really don't Follow it through and actually try and discern those tastes, do we, and those, those aromas, etc. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if um, you know, anyone who's remote interested in, in coffee will find the cupping sessions really interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so um, who do you want that's listening to this? Because we're going to get this out be- before that event uh, for sure. Who would you like to encourage to come along to this event? Who would you like to see there uh, that's listening to this, perhaps?
1: Sure. Um, anyone with a coffee business, uh, maybe who want to, uh, have that competitive edge, competitive advantage in this really crowded market. Sure. Um, uh, if if they've ever tasted Ethiopian coffee, I think majority will agree that they're quite flavoursome. So that they can come and enjoy. Uh, and it's not just one kind of coffee. There's there's many different types of uh coffees that are grown in various regions. But anyone who has a coffee business or who's thinking about starting one or anyone who enjoys drinking coffee will certainly have a have a great time, I feel uh Fantastic. if they come visit us.
0: Fantastic. Okay. And just focusing one more on the on the support because you know this the, the the cause that you have of not just the coffee business but helping these people in Ethiopia Ophi- Ethiopia be Better at what they do, more efficient, more productive, etc. Through these seminars, how can the listeners and how can I better support the Ethiopian coffee industry? Should we ask for it when we go somewhere? Should we look for it on the supermarket shelves? How can we better support you know, this particular uh, area of coffee?
1: Um, there's there's several ways. One certainly um, for and consumers yep. I would say uh, buy specialty coffee mm. now it's, it's dearer than your conventional one yep. but specialty coffee comes from regions that take good care of their trees and the land cultivated properly um, they don't use uh, pesticides, um, the workers are paid uh, a lot better than your right. conventional ones. So there's a lot more transparency if the coffee that you're drinking is certified as specialty. And it's very likely that it the direct trade was involved. So yeah. when you have a direct trade, there's a lot less third parties. Yeah. in the supply chain yeah. so one way to support is if you're really into coffee then then go yeah. for specialty coffee.
0: Yeah. well this is the business success and coffee podcast so uh, i know we've had lots of guests that don't drink coffee but we've also it's, it's, it is surprising michael how many guests have actually said their favorite coffee is ethiopian coffee so we have had mm. some guests yeah. that have really really picked that out and but I think the insight into speciality coffees and not just what that means for the taste but also how it supports the land all the way through to the the end consumer in, in that journey I think is an exceptional insight that we've got from today so that's that's perfect so we've talked about the event um, you're giving us some really good insights into um, coffee uh, which has been exceptional so I knew this was going to be great and certainly it has so far, listeners, I'm sure you'll agree. So tell us a little bit more of how we can connect with you. How can we find out more about you, what you're up to, perhaps if there's anything you want to send us to other than the event, because obviously we'll give that a good push to uh, coffee companies and any coffee companies listening to this. If you're able to get and you're you're in London, please, please do so. But uh, where can we send the listeners to to reach out to you?
1: Oh sure, sure my pleasure. Thank you so much Simon. Um, our website is at uh, www.ethiocoffee.co.uk. So okay. uh, easy enough to remember. That's yep. ethiocoffee.co.uk. Uh we ha- we we're on um, a couple of social media platforms, uh, Facebook again ethiocoffee, uh Instagram, uh, as well as LinkedIn. Yep. Um, and the they can find your listeners can find uh, the details of the Exhibition on the seventeenth, they can find that on Eventbrite. So yeah. if they if they type in either Ethiopian Coffee Exhibition or Michael Hailey, H A I L E, they can find details of that as well as the other seminars and webinars that I
0: conduct. Perfect. And and is the e commerce part of your business still up and running? You know, are consumers able to do you know what I just, now I've listened to this podcast. I need to get some of this Ethio coffee. Can we, is is e commerce available through the website as well?
1: Well, it, it was until until recently, but it will be back on after the event. Ah, so that's fair uh, I thought let's focus, yeah, I, I thought let's focus on the event, uh, and then following the event, will will advertise properly and get get back on e commerce.
0: Yeah. So listeners, as you're sat there during your Christmas break, that's the time to check out uh, the website. If you're looking to purchase some coffee through the e-commerce, then so yeah, great, perfect. So, in all your experience, then your background, your uh, your consultancy, your finance background, you know, in the housing profession, etc., doing all these seminars um, with with the coffee traders and the and the farms, etc. If you could give the listeners um, a business tip that they could take away today that they could do something with straight away what would be a good tip that you'd like to share with them today
1: that's such a that's such a good question simon um i can think of several but just one you can give us more than
0: one if you want but give us one first (laughs) um i think
1: the number one is understanding your consumers and of course, marketing um, uh, behaviors and patterns, all of that comes into that, but understanding your consumers, I think, is number one. I think everything else revolves around that because if you don't have customers, then you, you don't really have a business. No. And so customers, understanding your customers, is 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 quite important, um, you know what what they want, what they're looking for, um, especially with the understanding that there's always a competition because customers always have another choice, yeah. and so retaining customers is one. Th- sorry, getting customers is one thing, but then retaining them, having repeat yeah. customers, that requires special skills.
0: Yeah,
1: and so one would be. As important as profit is, obviously, a business exists to make a profit, as important as that is, I think the focus should always be on understanding your customers and then adapting where you need to be. You know, when when I talk about this, the the first example that comes to mind is uh, Blockbusters. you remember Blockbusters and HMV? Yes, I do. When everyone everyone else was going digital, they, they refused to do yeah. so and and they paid the price for that so i think understanding your customers is quite and 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 this is why i'm conducting these webinars and seminars in ethiopia to help the exporters understand the business cultures of their consumers
0: yeah
1: uh, and if they want to sell coffee to uk buyers then they need to understand the business culture over here so i think understanding your customers is is yeah. one good business tip that that I wish I focused on several years ago.
0: Yeah, and and I think you've, you've said something very important there, Michael, because the complexity that you've described very early on in this episode has multiple layers of customers in it, doesn't it? And you know, yeah. we we sometimes focus on a customer that might be too abstract and too uh, disconnected from us rather than actually who is it that's trying to buy our product. I call this the Kellogg's effect. Okay. Uh here in the UK if you if you buy Kellogg's cornflakes, Kellogg's they advertise on TV because they're trying to encourage me to go into the store to ask for Kellogg's cornflakes and to pull more of them off the shelf. But ultimately the customer that they've got to sell to is the store. They've got to convince the store that the deal is right for them and that their cons their consumers are going to come in and buy that product. So yeah, there are different layers of customers that we perhaps need to prioritise rather than just trying to sell it to one and are losing focus on the ones that really matter as well or might matter. So yeah, so a great, great tip. You, you've shared, you've shared so, so much um, and I think, you know, for me, one of the biggest lessons was right at the beginning, you know, learn your industry, become an expert in your industry and you need to do that to get the profits. Okay, that's the other thing. But a part of knowing your customer is part of that, isn't it? So it's understanding those customers, definitely. So final question then, Michael. If you were to have your next coffee with one of your, oh, how can I phrase this? Lifetime heroes, okay? Um, So somebody that you've looked up to, uh, that you've seen as an inspiration yourself, if you could sit down and have that speciality coffee that's a new phrase, we're going to use a lot in this podcast now. Um, who would it, what, where would it be? And, and who would that person be?
1: Who, uh, am I allowed to choose, uh, two or three? Yeah, people? yeah,
0: please. Yeah. yeah
1: okay. Um, John Maxwell, uh, okay. Leadership consultant, Dr. John Maxwell, uh, Jim Rohn, uh, kenneth wow. Hagen, yeah yeah um coffee would be it would have to be green beans that i brought myself
0: all the way from ethiopia okay yep so now, now you're just showing off uh, you see listeners isn't it you know, green beans <laughs> that i bought myself from ethiopia yeah
1: de- de- definitely definitely um and then uh i would i would roast the beans myself because i i do that yeah uh so the the coffee that I drink i I roast them myself at home yeah uh, yeah you know grind them myself uh brew them and then uh drink it black or uh macchiato so just a little a oh. dash of milk as opposed yep. to a latte yeah, yeah. so because for, for you know for you to appreciate the taste of specialty coffee you either have to drink it black. Uh, or a, a dash of milk, not not a latte. When you have yeah. so much milk, it, it completely overpowers it uh, all of yeah. the aromas and flavors. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll probably choose um, coffees, world-renowned coffees from a region called Yirgacheffe. Uh, yeah. th- this is a region known by almost everyone in the coffee sector. Uh, but with with those three people, yeah.
0: So we've got John Maxwell, Jim Rowan, and who was yeah. the third one?
1: Uh, Kenneth, Hagen. Uh, Kenneth Hagen, not not alive anymore, but he's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he he was he was a minister.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah. that that would be an interesting conversation. Having those three people there as well would be interesting, yeah. and and John Maxwell certainly would be on my on my list as well if I was to have a group of people, you know, to see the mm. insights and the faith based insights into you know how he you know uh, helps people in business and and in their faith life as well. So that, yeah, that'd be great. Well, you've been a fantastic guest. You've not disappointed me, and I'm, I know listeners. You know you've been excited to hear the this in-depth insight into the coffee. I thought we we're just going to talk about the beans, but we've learned so much about the coffee industry uh, in in full, and also uh, in Ethiopia in particular. And of course, we've got the event on the seventeenth of December. So we'll uh, make sure we direct people to the website to have a look at that. So just give us a website address. Again, Michael, if you could.
1: Yeah, sure. It's uh, www.ethiocoffee, that's ethiocowfw uk.
0: Perfect. There you go, listeners. You know where to go to have a look at it. Check it out later on when the e-commerce is back up on there as, as well. And you know what you can do to support you know, the land, the whole supply chain, look for, and buy speciality coffees wherever you can. Um, and that would be a great way of supporting both Michael and the industry as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being a guest and you've given us such amazing value. Really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Simon. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. Really enjoyed it.
0: And listeners, now it's up to you. you know, you've now got a mission to go out there and find out more about your customers, whether you've been in business Just a few months, whether you've been in business several years, several decades, you know, as Blockbusters did, you know, don't get stuck just thinking you know your customers. Go out there, adapt, look at your customers, understand your customers, and make sure that you're learning and you're becoming the expert in your industry because that's where not only will you benefit your industry and all the people involved in it, but you'll also benefit the profits, which is important. We need to generate profits, let's make no bones about it. You know, that's what we need to do in business. And as always, Leave us a review and tell us what difference this has made. Tell us what you've learned about coffee from today's episode. We'd love to be able to share that with Michael and share that you you have taken something away from today's podcast. And as always, I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.stirlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.